right now, we're pleased to be joined by Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts. How are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful, guys. How about you? Oh, it's great to have you on, Jake. Talking to a legend. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out for us. Appreciate that. That's exactly right. WWE Hall of Famer currently out promoting the wonderful, wonderful documentary, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Tours, conversations. We've heard you on Adam Carolla recently. We've heard you within the last year, I guess. Recently on Opie's show, you're out there, you're back, and we're so happy that you're doing well, Jake. How's the health going right wow. now? Doing great, man. Um, I just achieved another milestone the other day. I um, weighed in at a whopping 236 pounds, man. And uh, How tall are you? Have a bit, uh, six five. That's nice. great. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's awesome, bro. I haven't been that weight since... Um, Right before the WWF back in the wow. day. So it's been 31 years, man. Wow, congratulations. And, uh, it just goes to show you DDP yoga does work. He does. You know, we we uh, had the pleasure of talking to uh, to DDP, I guess, what it would have been, Travis, know, a few months, months back. Mm-hmm. He was so yeah, proud man. of you and Scott's um, emergence, and, and you guys have done so great with sticking to that and moving forward. As far as yeah. DDP yoga goes, have you looked in to see and, and we can get into the trials and tribulations and your career and everything like that but right now up front i gotta know have you seen up close and personal um how you've affected some people in a positive manner yes i have man uh, that's the nice thing about going out and doing this uh well unspoken word tour uh, that i'm doing you know I, yeah. all it is is i go out and talk road stories and and roll around in that insanity for a while, and uh, people <laughs> love it. But uh, the big thing is is being hand to hand with them, you know, and uh, talking to them before and after the shows. Because uh, I do take time to do that. Um, I feel like it's it's my duty and uh, my pleasure to uh, shake the hands of these people and and talk to them about um, the way it's impacted them. The, the 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 inspiration it's been for them to a lot of them uh, uh, whether they're suffering or they know someone that's suffering with addiction problems and uh, alcoholism or drug addiction whatever it might be food addiction it doesn't matter sex even you know I mean don't uh, take that away from him yeah. Jake come on man uh, bro, well I'm not going to take <laughs> it away man I'm just trying to read it in man <laughs> that's a, that's right that's that's exactly yeah, right I mean I certainly screwed up my sex life by um by just going crazy on it, you know, and going out there too much and too many places and um, wound up ruining my sex life, to tell you the truth, man, for uh, for a long period of time because uh, it never got crazy enough for me, you know. Just, you know, if you do this, you got to do something else, you know, and it oh, just absolutely. really got stupid, you know. And How much of that was fueled by uh, addictions with... Drug oh, sure. Sure. And then you were a star as well. Biggest, in, some yeah, of the biggest man. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you get all these people that want to be next to you, you know. Right. Well, you know, sometimes that's not a good thing, man. And it certainly wasn't in my case because all of a sudden, you know, it's miserable being on the road 80, 90 days straight, no doubt. But right. uh, That's insane. You know, yeah, it was crazy, man. And, and we've beaten ourselves all to hell and back, you know, but... 
you mix in the alcohol and the drugs, and uh, the wife's at home being miserable too, you know, and she's taking it out on you a little bit, you know, which gives you all the answers and all the reasons you need to go out and step outside the box, so to speak. But uh, I like the way I laid that out. Yeah, I was going to compliment that that pun there, Jake. Are you working on material for the the unspoken word tour? I I am now. (laughs) I hope hope the ex hears that, too. She she does tune in. I believe she streams wherever she's at. Oh, I'm sure she does. But any time I say something, she's out there kicking me in the teeth. Is that what inspired you, Jake, when you're going through this process? It's a tough thing to go through this recovery is that what mm-hmm. pushed you forward more than anything what was no, your motivation no, going through no. all of this uh i think the motivation man was just being sick and tired of being sick and tired mm-hmm. man and knowing and knowing that once again i was going to let the people i love down you know and uh it just it, i just got tired of supper man i, I mean i was trying to die i you know, I just gave up on everything. My career was over, and I'd made a shambles of that. And, you know, you just you're tired of losing, man. Right. You know, and and getting to that point where I didn't have any way to go but up. You know, they talk about hitting your bottom or whatever. I didn't hit bottom, brother. I was underneath the barrel, man. It's the truth. Uh, for the last few years, man. But I just didn't have anything left to go for, man, other than family. And that should have been number one on the list instead of number three or four. You know, I didn't have my priorities in the right order. So uh, I got down to that point, man, and it just didn't seem like I could die, really. I, yeah, why, yeah, I why would you? You're, you're famous. I gave him my best. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him my best, man, trying to die. But, uh, mm. you know, it got to it, and uh, Dallas called me, and uh, he, threw the, he threw the lifeline out there, man. And, um, he truly did. What an inspiration. I, I guess I guess he was one of the the few people I had not let down. What did that mean uh, to you for I, a guy like Diamond Dallas Page, a guy that looked up to you as a father figure, and now he <laughs> comes back into your life to help you get your life back on track? What did that mean to you? Well, at the time, nothing. Mm. You know, because I had so far to go. And sure. to be brutally honest, man, I figured I'd last a week. You know, wow. I really didn't yeah. see how, I mean, I had been so long since I had any type of victory in my life, anything good happen uh, in my life that I just didn't see it working, man. I mean, I've been to rehabs uh, four months, you know, at the last one, and I lasted about 30 minutes on that last one whenever I came out of rehab. In fact, I called the dope dealer and had him meet me at the end of the street. You know, wow. That's how sick and insane it is, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just didn't see it lasting, and I, I went out there, I guess, with um, no expectations. And uh, I expected to fail, you know, right. I really did. And uh, after a week, oh, my God, I'm still here. And then it was two weeks. And uh, But the big victory for me, I think, was when I'm coming out of the box, man, because he had laid out something to me, something about, uh, you know, you need to lose 20 pounds before you even come out, just so I can see you're serious about this. Well, it's been some years since I'd had any type of um, weight difference uh, in a positive way. Right. At the time, I was 300, 308 pounds, I think, when I started out at. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I, I didn't see me losing 20 pounds, but hell, I buy a quirk. I just went on the deal, man. No gluten, no dairy. Well, nice. there's no cocaine in that. I'm good. <laughs> you know, so uh, I went with that, and uh, lo and behold, man, two weeks later, I dropped like 10, 12 pounds. Two weeks. Isn't that insane? Know, and, uh, well, something to said about that cocaine diet. You know, if you get off the gluten, you'll lose a lot, you know. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, when, I, when that happened, I was like, wow, I can do something good in my life. You know, I, I, can, I can actually lose weight. And I was just so tickled over that, man, so excited about that. And then a few weeks later, I weighed again. Hell, I'd lost uh, like 35 pounds. In like six weeks. That's so weeks, great. You know? And Dallas is like, dude, dude, stop losing weight. You know, he talks, dude, dude, dude. <laughs> dude, dude buddy. Yeah. Stop losing weight. <laughs> I know, bro. I've heard it a million times. Uh, stop losing weight, man. You're screwing up the video. I'm like, what? <laughs> you want me to? You want me to gain it back? I have no problem with that. You know, won't take long. You know, we, can play, we can play this monkey all day long, bro. And uh, <laughs> he didn't want me to gain it back, but he got me out there a lot quicker. And uh, you know, he just got me in there, man. And then he set me down and look, man. I just want to teach good food. Damn, that's a horrible thing to do to a guy. You know. And uh, feed you great food and the best of the best, and right. uh, try to get you off some of the stuff that's hurting you. And, and uh, the boot, you know, absolutely no, you know, any drugs, alcohol in this house, man, you're out of here. Right. You know, and I'm like, well, okay, that'll be about a week. You know? Sure. Right. You don't, you know, you don't go cold turkey, man. You know, that's what I thought. Right. Sure. Guess what? You can. You can. And I did it. And um, kind of. Shocked myself, I think, you know, and then uh, I lasted about, oh, I guess about three months that first get go. Mm -hmm. And then I slipped and I uh, had, you know, four or five shots somewhere and did mm -hmm. something stupid. And yeah, it was the airport incident, I believe, but, you know, made a total jerk of myself again, you know, and, um, but instead of him giving up, he just uh, he raised the bar on my butt, man. Said, "Okay, now I'm gonna punish you for doing that." You know, that's a go to the AA meeting. You know, like, oh Jesus, I love oh, those. Wow. How many of those have you been to in your entire life? Oh, not enough, man. Evidently, but uh, I'll still go when sure. you know here and there I go. If I start feeling an itch, I definitely go. But I haven't felt an itch, man, and. I guess probably three years now, man. And, That's uh, fantastic. I just have no desire at all to drink or do drugs at all, man. And I think that comes from just being happy. Yeah. You know, I, I look back in my life and career, man. You know, I was having some good times, man. You know, doing a lot of things that nobody could ever do, having matches that nobody could ever have but me. And, uh, having some defining moments, whether it be at the Silver Dome, you know, yeah. with 90-something thousand people or wrestling Andre the Giant or, <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other. I did so many things, man, and, and that I should have been so excited about, but I wasn't because I was empty inside, man. I had nothing of real substance. Do you, you know, recall and, uh, the moment, Jake? Do you recall that moment in your life where it went from everything just being a good time to it really getting out of hand? Um, it 
got out of hand a long time ago, man. Wow. I don't know if I can really say when it got out of hand because it, it started a long time ago for me, man. Uh, you know, I, I was seriously trying to medicate myself to get away from the ugly stuff in my family. Mm. You know, and, um, and my father does some pretty horrible things. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd been, you know, done over by his wife and... Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, my I, sisters and stuff were done, man, by my dad, and just really ugly stuff. And you constantly tried to hide from that, and you're constantly in fear of somebody bringing it up because there is no answer for that garbage. Right, you know? right. And um, you just keep trying to keep it quiet, man. And then when you get it quiet, guess where it comes from? Inside. Yep. You know, um, my my toughest opponent was always me. You know, my head, man, because, uh, you know, I start playing those tapes, man. You know, that's pretty ugly stuff, brother, when you start laying it out there night after night after night. And you're alone, you know. And uh, people wonder why I carry that snake. Well, the reason being I carried that snake, man, was to keep away from people. That's wild. Oh, no. Ah. Yeah, nobody wanted to sit next to me in the locker room. You, know? <laughs> you got the snake uh, there. Nobody wanted to hang out with me because they didn't know what I was going to do next. Right. Well, here's some breaking news. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you're, so yeah, your dad, man. is it true your dad was six foot eight, a wrestler himself? No, my dad was seven foot. Your dad was seven feet tall. That is yeah, seven terrifying. Foot and 425. That's wild. So. so it, he was a monster, man, a big man. You're a big man yourself growing up yeah. before wrestling with these uh with these issues and everything like that. Did mm-hmm. you did you have violence issues yourself? Did you get in a lot of fights at school? I mean, were you <laughs> No, I was I was the guy that hid from everybody, man. Yeah. You know, I was the quiet one. Um you know, believe it or not, back in the day, man, I was very quiet, very um shy. Mm-hmm. Some people called it shy. I was just hiding. I wasn't shy. I just kept my mouth shut and I hid from everybody. Um, the only person I couldn't hide from was me, you know. And uh, it's yeah, it was a tough, ugly road, man. And I, and I handled it the wrong way. Right. You know, you cannot get away from that garbage by hiding. You've got to expose it to the light. And bring it out in the open and beat it to death. Now, when I say beat it to death, you just got to talk about it, man. You got to get it out there. You got to rehash and hash, and you got to keep saying it, man. Until it gets easy to say it, right? You know. And uh, as soon as, it, as soon as you quit whispering about it, man, now you know you're moving forward. Because uh, as soon as I quit whispering about it, man, and really got it out there and started talking about it. And uh, going to groups and, and seeking therapy, man. Then I started seeing some changes. And uh, I, I still remember the, the, the moment that um, I was at Dallas's house, man, and I went into the bathroom to take a leak, man, and did the thing, man. And I turned around and I was looking at the mirror and I thought, you know what, man? You're a pretty good dude, dude. Wow. and I, I still remember that. And and it, it was just like, and I just started crying. Just started crying. I couldn't believe it. You know that I'd actually said that that I, I for the first time in my life liked me. Wow. 
and that was at 56 years old. That sucks. That is uh, some but I'm so glad it finally happened. It did. I I'd be dead by now. Yeah, that, and that's why we're no we're so happy to have Jake the Snake Roberts on. He's yeah, on. Man. You can check out his uh, his documentary, The Resurrection of Jake Ooh. the Snake. It's yeah, on man. Netflix. It's still kicking butt. It is absolutely. Man. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you, and you're doing the speaking awesome, tour. Man. We were talking about that uh, mm-hmm. unspoken word tour. You can catch him. Yeah. in Chicago, Cleveland, all over the place, everywhere, man. Man, New York City, the Gramercy Theater, man, Baltimore, everywhere you go, I'm gonna be, man, just to piss. Everybody, <laughs> now, tell, tell us some of these road stories. I, I heard one in oh, particular bro. about the uh, about you and the Undertaker at a at a club with oh, your snake. Yeah, I love that story. Snake bit this tripper on the boot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny stuff. <laughs> that King Cobra locked in, man. Oh, you know, God. that's that's you know, God bless the wrestling fans. They're the best fans in the world, man. But this psychotic wench, man, she was too much. She thought the snake. <laughs> Was wasn't real. She thought it was a you know, mechanical snake. <laughs> now, I wish the hell what, I had a mechanical snake. When was this? Nineteen ninety something or eighties or? Uh, it's like nineteen ninety one. Okay. No, no, no. I think they, yeah, yeah, ninety one, ninety one, sure. something like that. And I done the thing with Macho. She's like, we go in the strip joint, man, and she is talking all sorts of garbage to us. We hadn't said nothing to her, but she's putting us all down, man, just talking trash. And um, she's like, you know, I'm not like these other bimbos in here. She's chewing her dang gum, man. You know, just bubble-headed blondes. You know, God bless, you know, plastic surgery, bro. Because she had a set. Man, I'm telling you, she was, she, was, uh, she was a stunner. Sure, sure. Not a stone-cold stunner either. No, no, but, sir. Uh, Use that, too. No, no. In your she tour. was the real deal, bro. <laughs> you know, and... Um, she just kept her. She's like, I'm not stupid like them. I know that's a mechanical snake. <laughs> They're like, oh, God, you're right. You're not stupid like them. You're way above that. Baby. <laughs> and uh, when she opened her mouth and she said, if you had it here, we're at the address with it just approved all these other fans in here. Then stupid fans. She hated wrestling. She hated wrestling fans, man. She goes, I danced with it on the main stage. I didn't even get a chance to turn my head take her with Go get that son of a bitch right now, man. <laughs> Do it. And, the uh, Undertaker sitting it, next man, to you. And, oh. Yeah, I went and got it, bro. I brought it in, you know, and you know, I brought the glove in, too, you know, thinking, well, she's not going to be that stupid. Well, guess what? She has a whole new level for stupid. I put that bag on the table, man. She unpopped that bag, brother, and just stuck her head in there, started grappling like, I don't know, a set of someone's you know, bada beans or something. Attaboy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I got there. I, uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, she's searching, searching, searching. I'm like holding my breath, going, do it, dude, do it. You know, I guess I didn't push the right button on my mechanical snake because it didn't do nothing. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Is it dead? What? And she's just, you know, finally she gets up, she jerks the thing out of the bag, brother. She's waving around. People are jumping back. I'm moving back. And she's like, oh, you ain't got to be, you know, it's not real. And she's wagging at my face and stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, dude. But I think the snake was basically in shock of her stupidity, <laughs> you know. And uh, she got up on the stage, brother, and she got on that pole, man. She started riding that pole around and around and around. But that third trip around, man, that snake reared back and let go, brother. 
and I guess I pushed the right button because it, it nailed the areoli and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> it, it, it clamped down and covered up the whole areoli. Oh, oh my, my stars. Word. Yeah, man, it did not let go. <laughs> and he let go of the snake. It was still the stage just holding on to that area. Right. Oh, oh, God. It's and, a devenomized um, cobra, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is just so all proud, in good fun so then. Proud. A good snake biting. Yeah, That's it, great. Yeah, that my son, I, I could not have been more proud. So, <laughs> um, so if it had been both of my sons, because I do have identical twins, which have been pretty impressive by his own right. Of course. Twins locked on to each side, you know, it'd be pretty cool. Oh. But, uh, you know, and, and man, I don't know, man. That snake lit her up, bro. Lit her up. I, know, I remember his, uh, snake up. I wonder if the, did the I snake did, have to I get his. I did give her a ride keep... home that night. Did you? Look at you, the gentleman that you are. <laughs> yeah, let, let me suck out the venom, hon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me yes. let me shave your life, honey. <laughs> yeah. What well, you're a, you're not only a, a great story, but you're also a saint, Jake. I'm I'm good. To, I'm oh, glad yeah. to hear that. Well, yeah. We all knew that. Yeah. <laughs> live this long and do the ugly stuff I've done, man. But you know, I've got a million stories oh, like yeah. that. And you know, the great thing about being sober, man, I'm getting clarity back, and it seems like every week, man, I'm coming up with another another couple of stories. That's and, awesome. Whereas when I started out on doing this road thing a year and a half ago. You know, I was trying to get a good show together in the beginning. Of course. You know, and then all of a sudden it was, uh, okay, I need to get a better show together than the best show together. And then, oh, my God, I've got enough for another show and another show. And now I've got about five shows I can do. Uh, so I'm going to be on the road for a while doing this, man, because I really love getting in contact with these people, man, that are talking about the movie. It is such a high for me now going into a nightclub in a bar atmosphere and talking about drug addiction and alcoholism and uh, probably not helping out their bar tabs at all because I'm business down. People kind of scoot uh, the drink away as you, as you go I into some of your stories. I have seen them push the drinks away, man. <laughs> uh, in fact, my daughter and I, we kind of keep an eye open so we can see which one's done. And we like, we like scout the audience, you know, when the warm-up guy's out there and, uh, you know, I got a guy that opens for me. He's not a warm up guy. This guy is unbelievable, man. His name is uh, Alex. Alex uh, Ansel. man. Ansel, yeah, you yeah. know, and I call him the incredible shrinking man because when I locked on to this guy, he was like 550. Wow. You know, and uh, I just, I got with him, man, and got in his face pretty quick. I said, dude, you got all the talent in the world, man, but you ain't going to live here 30. You're going to die, you pet right. son of a gun. What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, he he got on board with him, man. And in fact, next month he's moving in and uh, in into the, my house with me, um, so he can really get into this, uh, to working out. Because at the time he was too heavy to work out. Right. You know, he's just basically moving is a workout for him. And uh, now we've got him producing and everything, man. He's lost about eighty five pounds so far. And uh, in a very short time, I mean, you lose 85 pounds, man, in four months, you're doing something right. I'm telling you, juicing is the way to go, bro. I do it now, and that's how I finally got down to that weight that I wanted. 
What are you uh, oh, What are you doing? doing with the juicing? You just doing vegetables, or what? Uh, a little bit uh, of mix of everything. Fruit. We got a bunch of different ones we do. We experiment. Alex, he's, he's really goofy. I ain't being a Texas boy. I am too, but I ain't as crazy as he is. <laughs> he's putting jalap- He's putting habaneros and jalapenos in that stuff too, man. I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> damn, bro. Well, Jake, now that, that now, now that you're getting now that you're getting healthier and you're talking about your clarity. Is there any desire at all to get involved in any way, shape, or form with professional wrestling again? I, I would, I would love to help those guys out, mm-hmm. but uh, I just don't see it happening for one reason, and uh, that reason being, I believe in what I believe, you know. And um, when it comes to ring, there's a right way, and there's that's it. Right. And what they're doing to me. For me, is not the flavor I like. Okay, you know, uh, it's, it's changed too much for me, man. I, you can call me old school. I don't think I'm old school. I think I'm from the school that burned down before they built the old school. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's how far behind I guess I am. But you know, I know what I like, and I don't like the flavor they're putting out there. I think they've destroyed it as we knew it. Right. Uh, the guys today are, are better athletes than we were. But they're not smarter athletes than we were. You know, back in the day, when I started in wrestling, it took you six, seven, eight years to work your way up the ladder. You know? And in that time, uh, you had to do a whole lot of learning. You know? And uh, the guys today, they're not given that time to learn. Uh, They try to cram it all in in a year. And I don't care how good you are, you're not going to be Marlon Brando in a year. You've got to go out there and take some time, and you got to take a beating. Uh, you don't sing the blues by uh, not living them, man. And, uh, you know, it, it takes time to uh, to make a fine wine. You know, it takes time to, to cook a cake right. You know, right. you got to take the time. And um, these guys aren't getting the opportunity to take the time, man. They're, they're being forced into a situation where they've got to learn it in a year, and then they're thrown out there and said, you better do it right now because you ain't got next year. You know? Wow. And uh, these cats are going out there, and they're killing themselves trying to do it, man, but they're also killing wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? They go out and they do every finishing maneuver in every match, and the sickening thing is, is somebody winds up getting beat by a damn schoolboy. Are you serious? <laughs> you got, you got, you got, dang, Triple H going out and hitting people with a sledgehammer. Number one, if I hit you with a sledgehammer and whip your butt, I ain't getting back in that ring. <laughs> okay. You know, but what makes me sick is he hits him with a sledgehammer and they wind up beating him with a schoolboy. <laughs> oh, <Right>. my God. <laughs> Wow. That devastating schoolboy. <laughs> oh my God. They've done every finishing maneuver. They've done six, seven DDTs, which I'll answer that question. Throw it right out there right now. I love seeing those guys hit that DDT. You know what? Because every time they do it, it reminds the fans of me. Hell yeah. And they remind them of me, it also reminds the fans that, you know, when Jake did it, they didn't get up. Exactly. Jake must be doing it right. <laughs> exactly. And that was the thing that used to be the, the finishing move. That was it. Now guys yeah. will break out in the first 30 seconds of a match and oh, they're yeah. right back up just like that. Yeah. Don't even, don't even get a two count. <laughs> you know? 
But all you're doing is you're exposing your own ignorance yeah. and your own inability to have a decent match without going out and exposing every maneuver in the business. Ooh, wow. That's some inside ball game. Oh, that is really good. Hey, speaking of that, Jake. Yeah, that's you, straight up, man. It is, and that's, that's what we expect up. from you. You can expect that, too, out on the, the uh, Unspoken Word Absolutely, Tour. Absolutely, man. Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lies, guys. That's my man. You know, I love wrestling, but I don't love what they're done Which, to it. But, you know, it's okay. That just gives us some room to turn it all around. But it ain't going to be mine because if I was to go in that office... I would be kicking butt, taking names, throwing people out the doors or windows. You know, Jake. What do you uh, want? Just, what do you think about uh, about the way things are set up now? And you were, and I, I say this allegedly, and there's been a lot of issues, but it, with steroids and different drugs, and you were part of that yeah. era. That yeah. it, and I, I almost we we compare it to baseball a little bit. Nobody was complaining well, sure. when Mark McGuire was hitting dingers here oh, in St. Louis. That was excitement, man. That was your, you know, that was another reason to watch sports. Today. Sure. So oh. with with wrestling, and there, and I'm sure there is some reality to the wellness program or the testing or, mm-hmm. or whatever. For sure. I would argue probably for insurance purposes more than anything. But what are your thoughts on what is sure? What insurance? <laughs> I don't. I'm are guessing. I'm guessing they'd have to have some kind of legal check mark that they're no, putting. Do you think they actually test not, them? They just don't want the bad press. Okay. Then okay. Then that's a that's the way you to know, put it. Then you got somebody. You got somebody trying to win a political office up there. They got to be politically correct. Yeah. So what what are your feelings on steroids as a whole? If they're used right, they're a good thing, man. I, I mean, uh, I've, I, you, you know, I've one of the reasons steroids was invented was because uh, during the Second World War, when all the troops were coming home weighing 80 pounds, you know, because <laughs> they had been in concentration camps with the Germans or with the Japs, Japanese, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that way. No, you're, you're fine, you're fine. But anyway, so, so, um, they were coming home. So instead of having them, cause they didn't want the public outcry at home to be so bad that we wind up killing all the Japanese and, and Germans that are here, you know, and that's what would have happened if they had brought all those boys home weighing 80 and 90 pounds and looking as bad as they did, man. Cause there were some, I don't know if you ever checked into that stuff, man, but it was sickening the way these guys looked when they come out of the way they camps. came back. Sure. So it, they came back. What they did is they stuck them on a slow boat for five months or three months, mm-hmm. and they fed them steroids, and they put 30, 40 pounds on these boys. Yeah, there's been strategic use of steroids. Acceptable. Absolutely. And so within the sport, do you think that's something that, uh, that we'll be okay with in the future? Well, no, I don't. No, I don't. You know, because there will always be the guy that – you know, we had our road warriors, of course, sure. and uh, we had different guys that uh, certainly, I mean, I, I was living with those guys, man, and Jesus uh, Christ, they were taking stuff that was for horses and oh, they had to have and everything else, man. They were, you know, they were taking Echopoise, which is a horse steroid, and the horse was supposed to get a half a cc per thousand pounds of animal sure. per month, per month. Now, I live with them, and I watched, and I watched him take six cc's a week. Holy moly! So they're taking twenty-four cc's a month, 
Sure. And they don't weigh a thousand pounds, brother. They do not. They weigh two fifty. You know. That's so insane. how many times multiple is that? Steroid rage, brother. I can give you some examples of steroids rage, and I do it during the show. That's hilarious. Just people I mean, flipping out. Um, oh, over nothing. Over wow. nothing. And, and this is a fact, too, man. I remember Animal, when he'd be asleep in the car, he'd be doing his bottom jaw like a monkey, you know, just grinding it. <laughs> oh, you know, wow. while he's asleep. Because he was taking Reese's monkey hormone. Okay? Now, we can, peel a, we can peel a banana, and that son of a bitch would wake up out of a dead sleep to smell a little banana. Oh, you're not kidding. So, you're not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. And wow. then whenever we, whenever, and food, brother, them. when they said, when they said food, it better be right damn now or we're going to fight. Because the, that drug, man, drives you insane. Wow. You know, the strength that these guys were getting, it was crazy. Everybody was pitching 500. Not Jake to stay, because that wasn't my deal, bro. <laughs> So you so, stayed uh, you was, stayed clean of steroids. I was doing five hundred and cocaine. You know? <laughs> uh, and that didn't take much. Maybe I took too much of that too. Anyway, <laughs> it might no, have. I, I did. Some, I did some steroids, man. I did some steroids for healing. Uh, um, sure, recovery, man. You know, I had um, you know, honky tonk hit me. They got a guitar and nearly kill me, and uh, blew two discs out of my neck. Just. You know, the doctor says you'll never ever wrestle again. I looked at him. I said, "Dude, it's a chemical world, and you ain't got a clue." Wow. You know, I went to Amsterdam. I got what I needed. I came home, and uh, in a very very short period of time, I went from not being able to lift my left arm at all to doing seated behind the neck presses with two hundred and seventy five pounds. Jeez. You know, and. Then I gained 30 pounds, gained all this strength, and went back to see Vince to get my clearance. And he looked at me and he said, oh, my God, what have you done to yourself? And I was in the absolutely best shape of my life. And you catch the end of that, whenever I was wrestling Savage, I looked pretty snapping good, brother. But that was only after I'd had three months off because Vince told me I was killing my gimmick. It I didn't need to be like Hulk Hogan and carrying a steak. Is that right? So he gave me three. He gave me three months off and told me if I caught me in a gym, he's going to find me a thousand dollars every time. I said, "Well, that's easily enough done." So I went and sat by my pool and did cocaine for three months. I lost all that stuff. <laughs> I lost my size. I lost my shape. I lost my mind. That is insane. Where were you living at the time? In Georgia, man. In Georgia. In Georgia man. Are you in Georgia yeah. now? No, man. I, I went to a safe place, Las Vegas. I was going to say, I thought you were heading to Vegas. <laughs> what are you doing yeah, in man. Vegas? How's it going out I there? I love it. I love it, man. I've only been to the uh, to the Strip one time, and that was to see uh, some family members that were down there. They come out here on some um, real estate get together for the weekend or whatever and uh with their company and i went down there and had dinner with them and i got the heck out of there i don't i didn't leave anything down with me i left on the strip with money you know <laughs> so i live outside outside henderson man i absolutely love it i get up in the morning i look out at the mountains you know and uh 
I really do like it out here, man. And uh, I don't, I just don't have a need to go down there. You know, my daughter goes down there every now and then to see a band or to see a show. And sure, uh, that's down really the... the only reason to do it. You know, how many how uh, many kids I... do you have total? Eight. Legally, that I know of, yeah. (laughs) And and how's the relationship with them now? You mentioned your daughter being out there with you. Yeah, man. Everything patched up, brother. I've got lovely grandchildren that love Grandpa to death. Papa Snake is a sick, weird dude. We love him. Yeah, man. I love it, bro. Are you serious? That is great. I got one little granddaughter. I'm pretty sure she's going to be a wrestler. She's got that attitude about her, man. She, uh, she came into this world. She was adopted and, um, she bled out the second day they had her, man, on Christmas Day. And, um, her bowels burst and, uh, she bled out. She got her to the hospital in time, saved her little life. And, um, the hospital gave up on her, but my kids didn't, and uh, the Lord didn't, and uh, they put her back together. It took her took them five and a half months to go through five major reconstructions of her bowels. Oh my! You know? And uh, she survived all that, but she came out of there with a real attitude problem. She'd been <laughs> tied. She'd been tied down and strapped down right. all of her whole life. Sure. You know, because they couldn't ever jerk it around on them wires and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it was really horrible. First thing that happened to us when she come out, they'd, um, they'd just put her bowels together, you know, and, and took the bag away from her so it wasn't going directly into a bag. And all of a sudden, she's got some nasty stuff in her diaper. She ain't digging. And uh, she'd just stick her hand in there and sling it. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny. It wasn't happening happening at my house. And uh, so after that, uh, they realized that this child feels no pain. She does not understand the concept of pain. Uh, She had a dog bite her in the face, brought blood, a good amount of blood, too. And what did she do? She didn't cry. She simply chased the dog down and bit it back. Oh my! Yeah, that's um, yeah. She's under yeah. your tutelage. Yes, then. she is. That's yeah, what's well, happening. She, she, uh, there, she was a biter there for a while. They finally got her broke out. She got bored with it. Actually, there's nobody to bite her back. They were scared to. Um, but she, I mean, her mother. She was biting her mother and bringing blood. Her mom's like, "Well, I'm gonna break this kid." And she bit her back, and the kid looked at her and laughed. That's so wild. That's you know, and uh, it's great that you have these she, stories. Oh, it's gonna be so much fun, man, to watch these kids come up. I mean, I feel sorry for the old boy who tries to make a move on this girl. <laughs> this girl, she's liable to hand it to him in a bag, you know. And uh, it's just awesome to be living life, man, and being so happy with myself and happy with my children and proud of my proud of my journey because I'm no longer ashamed because I know how many people I can I can help. You know, and I'll tell you something about people who have been sexually abused, man. They get very creative. That's And I I hate to admit it, but I I throw a lot of my uh, a lot of my psychology and stuff to that. Sure. Because when you're a young child and you're being sexually abused, you learn how to lie pretty quick. You learn how to figure people out pretty quick. You know when to do something, when not to do something. You know what flavor to give them so they'll leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's where I came up with a lot of it, you know, is out of necessity to save my butt. 
And, uh, you know, it's a hard way to learn any lesson, but it's one you remember. Sure. And, uh, so now, you know, I'm at a point in my life, man, where I can kick back and enjoy it. And, and uh, the only thing that makes me sick, man, is when I'll go to some of these autograph signings, whether it be a Comic-Con or whatever, and uh, I've got the uh, oh, horrible gift to spot children that have been abused. Oh, wow. That's so heavy. And, uh, yeah. Because I know that that look. I know how you act when you've been sexually abused. And I'll be signing autographs, and I'll spot someone in line, and then i look at that SOB that's standing with them. Wow. You know? And you're like, you know good mother, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you can't say nothing. So I just try to get it out there as often as I can. If, you, if that is happening to you, indeed, it does happen, but you don't have to go it alone. Right. Go tell your teacher, tell a policeman, tell Jake Roberts. You know, right. we can find one more snake. You know, That's exactly and we know right. where to put it. And uh, there's just no need for it, man. And, uh, you know, it's a sad world, man. But I, it scares me that we're getting so conditioned to violence that nothing bothers us right. anymore. Nothing shocks us anymore. Whether it being dropping 10 people or dropping 50 people, it right. doesn't even doesn't even get a grunt out of us anymore. So how far do we have to go, man, before we really start doing something about it? Right. And uh, my hope is that we catch it real soon, man, because it's gotten way, way out of hand. And, um, you know, this next president, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, uh, ah. It's, I'm going to leave that alone. Don't want to go there. <laughs> it, it, I, don't, I don't want to keep you for another hour because that's what we'd spend on it, Jake. And and you were oh, such man, a such an inspiration to speak to. And we spoke to again. We talked to Dallas uh, yeah. uh, a while back, and he spoke so highly of your journey. And we're uh, we're so thankful to have you as two guys that are 32 oh, and grew up uh, idolizing you at, at different points in our life. Don't blame it's, it on me, by God. <laughs> Jake, what the hell happened to us? No, thank you so much. I don't, is so well, the positive. bed wedding should stop in the next month or so. That's all I can tell you. I'll tell, uh, I'll Guys, tell my I mother that. I appreciate you having me on here. Try to get out and see the unspoken word, man. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out wherever you need to check us out. But damn it, check us out. That's the truth. Other baby. than that, I'm going to let you guys go. i got a book coming out soon. Well, I say soon. Probably two or three months off the nice. best. And um, it's going to be something, man. We'll come back on and talk about it. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Take care. God bless. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Jake the Snake Roberts, everybody. We are live, live, live.